For our Bible reading this morning, I've chosen a passage from John 9 and 10. This uh, was actually a passage that uh, I read uh, 61 years ago. Uh, This was my first sermon as an ordained pastor here in Prosper on this passage. And actually, I talked to Carl DeCam shortly before he passed away. He said, I remember that first sermon you preached about Christ's other sheep that were out there. And that's part of this passage. And Carlene said the same thing to me here a while back, a few months ago. I remember that first sermon. It was on Christ's other sheep. So I'm going to go back to that, uh, that sermon and that message today, but uh, with a different um, I don't even have that old message anymore, so it's a new one. But uh, we'll start by reading uh, from chapter 9 of John. As he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus said, neither this man nor his parents sinned. This happens so that the work of God might be displayed in his life. As long as it is day, we must do the work of him who sent me. Night is coming, when no one can work. And I am in the world, I am the light of the world. I'll tell you more about what happened right after that pretty soon. It's kind of long to read. I do want to read what... uh, Jesus said after uh, some of these things happened in chapter 10, I tell you the truth, the man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of his sheep. The watchman opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought them out all his own, when he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will never follow a stranger. In fact, they'll run away from him because they do not recognize the stranger's voice. Jesus used this as a figure of speech, but they did not understand what he was telling them. So Jesus said again, I tell you the truth, I'm the gate of the sheep. All who ever came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. Thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it in the full. I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Hired hand is not the shepherd who owns the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. Man runs away because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep. They're not of this pen. That was my text last time. I must bring them in also. They will 
they too will listen to my voice, and they shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my Father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my Father. Sixty years ago, I was ordained in Prosper and used this message. I felt that Christ was calling me to go out and look for those other sheep that were not in this flock and not of this pen. In April of 59, we traveled to Argentina. We took the ship down there. And uh, you laid your hands on me, and Gladie and I left for the unknown work of preaching the gospel in Argentina. And later on, we went to Argentina and the Dominican Republic, but always with the support of this church. And I want to thank you with all my heart for the support that you've given us during all those years. Some of you have come down and worked teams over there. All of you have prayed. All of you have given so that the work in Argentina and the Dominican may continue especially the Dominican that's a little closer. We've had more contact, been able to go down there. So you've been on those teams. And that has a special place in the heart. Our high school kids also go down nowadays. Cane Fire, and I see a few representatives of Cane Fire here this morning too, uh, because of their love for Haiti and the work that's going on there. The contribution Guy and I could make to uh, that team. It's, uh, it's been a real blessing to work with the Cane Fire team. But let's uh, get into a little bit the uh, context of what was going on that day when Jesus preached this sermon about the other chief. Just walking along the road and they come by a blind man sitting there I don't know, he might have been a beggar handing his hand out. They'd have probably walked right past, but Jesus stopped. The disciples stopped too, and they started looking more intently at the man. And the first thing that comes to their mind, uh, who sinned? Uh, did this man sin? I mean, he was born blind. You can hardly blame him for that. Uh, maybe it was his parents that sinned then, that he's in this shape. Jesus said, no, this man is like that. So the work of God may be displayed in him and in his life so that you may see the glory of God's work. So he reaches down, he spits in the mud or in the dirt. And he smears that. If the guy wasn't blind before, he'd probably be blind now. He smears the mud over the guy's eyes says, go wash your face in the pool down there. The name of the pool was sent, probably because Christ was going to send him down there. So he went to the pool. He washed his face. He stands up. He opens his eyes. And he can see. He sees the whole world around him. 
And I can imagine, I can't, no, I can't even imagine what a sensation must have come in that guy's heart as he looks out and sees the world for the first time. People walking around, trees, birds. What a wonderful experience. But then he goes walking down the road, and some of the people there say, well, now who is this guy? What happened to him? Kind of, well, you know, he, they probably saw him sitting there every day, walked by in front of him and hardly looked at him. And now, they, well, what happened to you? What, what, well, he tells them, you know, this guy put mud in my eyes and I washed it. You know, he must be a, God, a man of God or a prophet, you know. And they, they say, well, this is strange. And you know, it's Sunday. Well, it was Sabbath day. We don't do curing on Sunday, on Sabbath. We have our rules and regulations. So this man must not be a Christian. He must not be, well, they didn't say Christian. He must not be a Jewish believer. So to get this a little, they're all confused. So then they take him, let's, go, let's take him now to the Sanhedrin, shall we, to the, to the religious, to the consistory of that day. Let's take him there and see what they can do with this situation. Well, they bring him in and they ask him, well, what, happened? what happened to you? Well, he says, you know, I was blind. They said, are you the, really that blind man? You don't look like that blind man. They probably never looked at him before, face to face, eye to eye. Are you really that blind man, or, or do you just look like him? We better call his parents. So they bring his parents down. His parents are a little intimidated now. They're here in front of the consistory or the council that day. And, oh, well, they said, yeah, he's our son, and he was born blind, and now he can see. But, but we don't really know what happened. Uh, they're kind of afraid to take, you know, any kind of position in this. Uh, we, we don't really know what happened to him. You have to ask him. So they go back to the man. What happened to you? He said, I told you once. I just got through saying what happened to me. And you didn't want to listen to that. You want me to tell you again? They said, now don't you get lippy with us. Don't you respond that way with us. Because it's Sunday and nobody does those things on Sunday. I mean on Saturday, on the Sabbath. Nobody does things like that. That was probably, well they kind of figured out who it was by this time. It was that Jesus that was down the road. That man has a devil and you probably have a devil and you were born in sin Get out of here. And they kick him out of the consistory room. I mean, they kick him out of the church, you know. Pretty strange, isn't it? The man was born blind. <clears throat> he comes out now. You see perfectly well. And they're all confused. They don't know how to handle this. They don't know how to deal with it. I wonder, back there in 58, when I was called, what I would have done in a situation like that. You know, he's, he's a beggar. He probably still has those beggar clothes on. He, he looks, you know, like something they have never seen before, although they saw him every day. What would I have done if this kind of person walked into 
my presence or into the consistory where I was pastor. And I wonder what Prosper would have done with this man. You know, he probably didn't know much catechism. He didn't have many good answers. And after all, what happened to him was really on the Sunday, and we don't do those things on Sunday. We have our rules and regulations. Would we have been, you know, kind of blind to what was really going on here? Could we have seen what God was doing in this person? Or would we be all tied up? I'll tell you what I would have done. I would have walked to that guy, and I would have put my hands on his shoulders, and I would have looked him right in the eye and said, thank the Lord for what he's done for you. I want to meet that man. I want to go with you to see him. And we would have walked over to that man with my arm around him. How do I know that? How do I know that would have been my reaction? Because I did it. I went out and met those people. I found them. They're here today, some of them. We worked amongst these people for 60 years. And the prosperer that day, you know what they would have done? They would have done what I did. Because they sent me out. The prosper of after that gave me the prayer support, the monetary support. I never had a problem with anything, any particular difficulties, because Prosper was with me. Prosper was behind me. That was the prosper of that day. Nowadays, I hear about Oh, the Mexicans amongst us. I hear about these countries. Oh, they're poverty-stricken countries. I hear talk about, you know, all these immigrants with their problems back there. Will the prosper of today be ready to do the same thing the prosper of 1958 and 59 did? Continue to love and support and to reach out for these people and give them the love and see the work of God develop in the lives of these people. I think we will. I want to show you a little bit in visuals, if it works today, a PowerPoint. Uh, it's only six minutes long. I put 60 pictures in, each one with five seconds. So don't blink, and I won't give you many commentaries. They won't let me because it's set up for five seconds apiece. But we'll give you a glimpse of what we did over the last 60 years in service. Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico. I don't have one of Argentina here, but this is where it all started. Should be automatic. Is the automatic working? Otherwise, hit it every five seconds. <laughs> uh -huh. 
There's Prosper and uh, the group that went down with us uh, once to work, uh, the Church of Philadelphia, where Lisa is pastor or a professor and a teacher. I think maybe that's her in the background there. One of the fields that are showing up there. I think you've got the wrong one, by the way. Uh, it's the Argentina. Port, uh, these are pictures of the Dominican. I got a bunch of them on the, on the thing, but uh, it's the one that's named Argentina, the PowerPoint. We were kind of busy before church got started here. I had spent a little more time with this guy setting it up. But anyway, we worked for, for the first um, years in Argentina itself. And. Uh, the first 20 years about, and uh, worked uh, with uh, churches. Uh, uh, here we go. This is it. Argentina, ordained and prosper in 58, arrived. We left in a snowstorm from Iowa. That's our farewell to the States. Arrived in Tandil in 1959. That was the little town of Tandil. We had a nice home there. We were very comfortable in our home. Small, but nice. We started out with our first little baby. We were pretty young back in those days. This is the first group that we gathered there. We met in the home of Franken. And uh, Mrs. Busso was a big help. She was Gladys' second mother. The young Dutch people and the Swiss people kind of came together in that church in Tandil. We built uh, this uh, new church there and uh, started the congregation there. I had a nice group uh, going to Tandil, and we touched a lot of families. Three of the young people from that group became pastors, and one of them's here today, Carlos. Uh, he was about 15 about that time. Leo and Daniel or Perulo were also with us. When we came home on vacation, on furlough, uh, Ray and Sally helped us. From Tandu, we moved to Olavarria. Our family was all there when we got to Olavarria. Some of the young ladies that are still strong and going to church and so on over there. We did a lot of work with the young people, with the kids. We had a tiboche that would go out and pick them up around town. Uh, it was quite a doing. And uh, we worked a lot with young people. <coughs> Randy and Andrea got married. He's a lot bigger now than he was the Elbricher. Sunday service, the group would gather there in that community. And this is kind of the congregation that we brought together in Olavaria. I also did youth work after that, 78. Uh, there's Carlos. He's that guy over there. He was on one of our teams out there. This isn't only my work. Uh, we have some of the missionaries here. Uh, these are a couple shots of missionaries that worked with us. From Argentina, we went to the Dominican. 
And uh, in the Dominican, 1980, we started working in the Dominican Republic. We worked there till 97, 98. Our first contact was through Back to God Hour. They had the radio program, and uh, John Bonstra was there. Neil Hageman came down. And Dawn Myers here too today. She's the one sitting right in the corner over there. She went out with me and preaching sometime. But she especially worked in developing health. The local praise team didn't look quite like the one we had up this morning, but most of our baptisms were in the rivers around there, but the people just gathered, gathered, multiplied. We had new leaders. They would bring us from one group to another group. We didn't do a lot of the evangelization, but those people would find new people, and uh, we would work uh, through them to reach other. Glady is the one that got into Christian schools down there. We now have 16 Christian schools with about 3,500 children going, Christian education in the Dominican Republic. <clears throat> World Relief came down and worked with us, uh, especially helping the people with uh, micro-industries and literacy training. This is the, the couple that worked, Donnie Meyer and Socrates uh, Perez and the team that they got together for doing health work over there in the Dominican. Work teams. Work teams were a big part of our program. There's another work team. Uh, the other one was off the other page, but uh, one of the projects that uh, Cane Fire does is wells. Another is building uh, homes for needy people. And uh, we've built uh, several homes in this one little town. We're trying to get that whole town going. And we do a little evangelism with Cane Fire, too. We baptized or received 17 young children in this uh, ceremony. That was uh, Bernardino's church. They remember and know that place. High school teams came down. They've worked with us often down there. And there's Larry and Suzanne, and if you look around, you can see them sitting back in the church somewhere. They're here this morning, too. They wanted to come. Synod in the DR now has around 200 churches. You don't see this much in the banner. I don't know why. They don't make much propaganda, but there's a beautiful church work going on. There's another work team from this area. From the DR, we went to Haiti, and... Uh, and in 1801, Haiti became a free nation, and um, Ovelto Cherivain and uh, Reina uh, were among the leaders that started the work there, along with Wayne DeYoung, who was also supported by our church. There are now some 45, no, actually, Ovelto told me there are over 50. Am I right, or is it 60? <laughs> I, that church is just expanding and this was a nice group, but we had original leaders. Somebody made this. Uh, who was that that made that? Uh, anybody remember? Eleanor? Oh. Carol. Carol Coster. Well, you're starting now with uh, youth uh, work, uh, university students, and we're giving uh, scholarships to them so that they can go on and become 
educated people in their community. God's work displayed. That's 60 years of preaching the word and getting the response that uh, we wanted from these people. You know, thinking back, I was here 75 years ago. Uh, how many people were here 75 years ago? Ah, we got some people that were 75 years ago. I sat right over there. I remember where I sat. Henry Vanderkam was up front preaching. He was kind of a straight, stiff preacher. And he said to Prosper, Here, you've been here for 50 years, and you've never produced a pastor. You've been served by pastors from other places, young people, young men that have been trained and have come from other places. You should have, and you should produce as a congregation, a pastor. And I was sitting right there. I was 11 years old, 10 years old, 11 years old. And I said to myself, I'm going to be that first pastor 75 years ago. Any 11-year-olds here today? Well, you don't have to be 11 years old. Think about it. Think about being a missionary and working, or a pastor working in the church. I see a lot of children here today. You think things aren't going on in their heads? Things go on in their heads, too. And they make decisions. Ten years or eleven years old, I decided I was going to be a pastor. This, I don't know how many church, uh, pastors this church has produced since then. I know um, we got Brian and Jim who have come out of this church uh, recently. I don't know if there were other ones in between time. David is now in training. Yeah. Young people, think about it. Prosper should be able to produce pastors and leaders. I know some of you have gone out on uh, work teams and gone over there and served for a while, um, for three months, or even gone to Africa or other places. Some of you work now in uh, Guatemala, I believe, or one of those countries down there in Central America. Uh, on, a, on a fairly regular basis. We need young people to come out of this congregation, and we need a mission emphasis and a love for the world. The people that are in need, that, that blind man that was sitting along the road, the blind man that could see. You know, there are a lot of people that can't see, even though they've got good eyes. Jesus talked about, and he was talking to those people when he gave his little message about being the good pastor, having sheep that he gathers into his fold, reaching out to others to bring them in. Jesus was talking. The Jews were sitting right there. When he finished, they said, he's got a devil. He's got a devil. But the man went to Jesus and talked with Jesus. When Jesus said who he was, he said, Do you believe that I'm the Son of Man? The man said, I believe. And he got down on his knees and he worshiped Jesus. And I would have done the same thing. And I'm sure you would do the same thing. 
you got to have your eyes open. Not only the physical eyes, but the spiritual eyes to see the work of God displayed. And I've got another display for you. I want these guys to come up and uh, give a testimony of what it's meant for you to be a Christian and how you came to know the Lord. I'm going to talk a little bit of Spanish. I might get into Creole once in a while too, so don't, don't pay too much attention to that part. But that way they'll be able to understand me a little bit. Ustedes pueden venir ahora adelante para dar sus testimonios. Voy a pedir que todos vienen. I want them to be a demonstration of the work that God has done with us. I think there's a... Is this on? Can you turn it on? A hand mic. Uh, ladies first, right? I give this to Luisa. Luisa's the professor, the t director of the school in Philadelphia, the school you guys are supporting. Dios les bendiga. May God bless you. Gladi, why don't you come up and translate for her? Help me? Oh. May God bless you. Mi nombre es Luisa. My name is Luisa. Vengo de la República Dominicana. I come from the Repub Dominican Republic. De padres haitianos. I have parents that are Haitian. Pero nacida en la República Dominicana. But I was born in the Dominican Republic. Soy miembro de la Iglesia Cristiana Reformada allá en la República Dominicana. I'm a member of the Christian Reformed Church in the Dominican Republic. Desde 1982. From, nine, from 82, 1982. Y también soy profesora y dirijo el Colegio Cristiano Filadelfia. I'm also a professor in the School of Philadelphia. En la comunidad específicamente Cristo Rey. In the community of Cristo Rey. Some of the work teams, I believe, have gone there. Por más de 25 años, el Señor me puso en ese lugar. For more than 25 years, I've been working in the service of the Lord. Donde estamos trabajando con niños y niñas de familia de escasos recursos. We've been working with boys and girls from a community with very little resources. Sobre todo los niños de familia que provienen de Haití. We're working a lot with children that have originally come from the Dominican Republic. Por alguna razón no pueden acceder a la escuela normal del, 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 de la República Dominicana por falta de documentos. For documentary state reasons, they don't have the documents they need to go to the regular schools. En, nuestros, en nuestro colegio ellos tienen la oportunidad de acceder a la educación cristiana. In our school, we especially emphasize the Christian education. Para mí es un honor de estar aquí con ustedes por primera vez. I'm here for the first time to speak with you. Había escuchado de ustedes la iglesia Portsmouth Christian Reformat aquí. I, I heard about you. People told me about you, but this is the first time I've ever been in the States and I've been able to see you people. Pero no lo había visto cara a cara. I've never seen you face to face. Gracias a Dios, hoy estoy aquí. I thank the Lord that today I'm here. En nombre del Colegio Cristiano Filadelfia y el personal docente. The name of the school and the people that are there. Y los 300 
30 estudiantes que tenemos. And the 330 students that we have, Les saludamos en este día. I greet you today. Recibe un abrazo de parte de ellos. Recibe a hug from all of them. A través de mí. Uh, um, through me. You get y a hug no puedo me. terminar sin antes darle las gracias a cada uno de ustedes. And I'm going to give a thanks to each one of you. Por su apoyo. For your support. Porque ustedes forman parte de nuestro ministerio. Porque you, because you cover a part of our ministry there. El Colegio Filadelfia ha recibido y recibe apoyo de ustedes. That school receives the gifts that you give to them. Tanto financiera como cuando queremos pintar, envían jóvenes. Yo he visto algunos jóvenes de acá que han ido allá. We've had uh, monetary gifts. We have your prayers. And I've seen some of the young people from here at our church. Estamos agradecidos y or oraremos por cada uno de ustedes. Para que la gracia del Señor sobreabunde sobre ustedes y sus familias. Gracias y Dios les bendiga. Thank you. Very much. <coughs> Vamos con Carlos ahora. We're going to go with Carlos over here next. It's on, it's on. Está, está prendido. Está Lo prendido. único que tiene que hacer es hablar. Tengo que hablar nada más. Yeah, all he has to do is talk, I said. Primera cosa. First thing. Soli Deo Gloria. To God be the glory only. Un gusto y una alegría poder estar con ustedes hoy aquí. Uh, good, uh, a lot of joy for you today. Gusto, I, that, that word I can't translate very well here. Buen gusto. Taste, good taste. <laughs> Sinceramente, al escuchar a, a nuestra hermana Luisa, listening to Luisa, yo puedo, digamos, también agradecerles a ustedes. I join her in thanking you for... Porque ustedes enviaron you, a una familia... I told him not to be thankful to us, it was to God, but he's, he said he wants to thank us too for having been there. A Argentina. For us to, coming to Argentina. En especial a Tandil. And especially to Tandil. Donde nací yo. Y también nacieron los cuatro hijos de la familia Briggs. Where I was born, and the four children of the Brinks were born. Sinceramente es un gozo y vamos a seguir, digamos, teniéndolo a ustedes presente, porque así como Luis estaba hablando de que ellos recibían colaboración de ustedes. Uh, I want to thank them, you and uh, like she was speaking about the collaboration that you were giving to them. También por ustedes. Hoy en día, aunque ya jubilado en mérito, soy pastor gracias a ustedes. Uh, thanks to you and to them. Today I'm a pastor in the Christian Reformed Church. Por supuesto, digamos que los que me llevaron a conocer al Señor fueron la familia Brinks. Those who brought me to know the Lord Jesus Christ were the family Brinks. 
yo puedo, digamos, tengo en estos momentos este Nuevo Testamento, chiquitito. I've got this little testament here. Que me fue presentado en el mes de marzo de 1965 en Tandil. This was presented to me in March of 65. Cuando yo estaba haciendo el servicio militar obligatorio. When I was doing the obligatory uh, service, military service in Argentina. Y hasta ahora me acompaña todos los días. Me ha, ha sufrido lluvia, ha estado tirado por el piso, pero todos los días. This La book, palabra del Señor me acompaña. This book has been with me since that day, every day, in my pocket, on the floor sometimes, when I was laying on the floor, but this book was with me. And you forgot one line. Se olvidó. Fue presentado, it was presented by Pastor Brinks. Yo no lo conozco. <laughs> He doesn't know that guy. <laughs> Yo tendría unos, unos años menos cuando él me conoció. Tenía 15 años yo cuando me conocieron ellos a mí. He said I was, I was 15 years old when uh, they knew me. Así que lo conozco muy bien. So I really do know him very well. En este mismo año que me fue presentado el Evangelio, in este the, Nuevo Testamento. In the same year that this Bible was presented to me. En la ciudad de Tandil. In the city of Tandil. Ocurrió un accidente muy, muy grave. There was an accident, a very grave accident. Volvían de las vacaciones de invierno y un micro chocó a otro micro. People were ruta. returning from their vacations on a big bus. The bus hit a car and the tank exploded with all the doors locked on the bus. Y hubo muchos muertos. And everybody died. Y bus. dentro de los muertos o de las personas fallecidas había una compañera nuestra de la iglesia. Amongst those that were on the bus that day, there was one who was a, a companion of us in our young peoples and in our choir group. Que tocaba el, el, el piano y era la que nos dirigía en ese coro que estábamos tratando de hacer. She was the one who, who played the piano and uh, she was part of the choir. Y entonces, en el año 65, In the year 1965, escuché una predicación I listened to a pre, uh, sermon que hablaba, digamos, del Salmo 90. That was based in Psalm 90. Donde habla de la transitoriedad del hombre, es decir, que nosotros somos de paso, Where, y la eternidad de Dios. where it speaks of the passing, rapid passing of people, men, women, but the eternity of God. Y en una de las partes que fue enfatizada, porque fue un, un mensaje textual, one of the lines that were emphasized in that sermon, era el verso o el versículo 12. That was the verse 12. Señor, 
Lord, enséñanos de tal manera teach us in such a way a contar nuestros días to count our days para que nuestro corazón so that our hearts alcance sabiduría. Learn wisdom. Cosa bastante llamativa, ahora cuando estamos viniendo para acá, que hace 45 años serví al Señor, ahora sigo sirviendo, ¿no es cierto?, pero desde otra área, y nunca prediqué sobre este texto bíblico. He said, I myself, ever since all those years, I don't know exactly how many years they are, I've never preached on that text. I'm surprised. Y después me di cuenta por qué. And then I, be, I know now why I didn't preach on that. Porque viví este texto todos los días. Because I lived this text every day of my life. Y eso fue lo que me enseñó el Señor. That's what the Lord taught me. A saber me. contar mis días para que mi corazón o mi mente alcance sabiduría. That's what the Lord taught me, that Each and every day, I live in such a way that I would learn wisdom. Gracias, Iglesia Reformada. Thank you, Christian Reformed Church. Oberto, Cheribin. English, English. He works at Disneyland now. <laughs> so he speaks some English. And I said, do it in English. <clears throat> It's going to be hard to understand my English. <laughs> Got to listen. <laughs> Thank you. May God bless you guys. We are very happy to be here. This is my second time. I was here um, 20 years ago, so today is my second day to visit you. But I learned more this time because my eye is open more than before. I, you know, you got that. Okay. <laughs> I want to translate it, but you okay. <laughs> can understand it. Okay. <laughs> Yo quería traducir eso. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. It's right. very good. Uh, I can say the same thing like the Bible say. I was blind before meet Pastor when Pastor Raimundo. Because when I met him in 1981, I came from my country in Haiti and I met him and Dominican Republic. So, I was looking for a better way to live, but I didn't know if I will meet with God. When I meet him, I didn't see nothing. I didn't, I don't not use food, but I start with him. It gave me training and the others missionaries Give me training and inspire me. Now I can say I am useful. Not only for Dominican Republic Church. Not only for Haitian. Now I am serving in USA. 
For that, I give thanks to God. And I think I can see, I can see, I can say, now I can see and I can serve others. I learn you guys give support, money to send missionary. And me and my wife and the Haitian Christian Reform Church say you, thank you, thank you so much. God used you to help us. He took me far to put me where I am today. And you give your help. And I hope God will bless you more. So today, I can say you, we are very happy. I use my education I have received from the missionary for Dominican Republic. Now there are more than three, 200 churches established. And after that, they sent me to Haiti to train in pastor and deacons. And more than 300 pastors has been graduated. Thanks God. I can train the others, like Apostle Paul, Paul says, when you receive my teaching, give it to the others, to teach others. So, and after that, we start with church in Haiti. Now we have 65 churches, organized church. So, I can see God used me too, to serve others for that. I can say you guys give support to the missionary to uh, help us. Thank you so much. My English is done. Okay. <laughs> People are still opening eyes around the world. Now they've uh, prepared a little song for you. It says something like, well, I'll, I'll explain it, but first I'll let him sing it once, and then I'll explain it to you. Primero van a cantarlo una vez, y después les voy a explicar a ellos. Iglesia que vayas, y después en la radio tú estás. Y tu corazón es como el mío, dame tu mano y mi hermano serás, dame la mano, dame la mano, dame la mano, mi hermano serás, dame la mano, querido hermano, dame la mano, mi hermano serás. Not important where you're going to church. If you have the cross of Calvary ahead of you and you are following Christ's path, then your heart, if your heart is like mine, we'll be brothers in the faith. And uh, then give me your hand. Why don't we all stand up a minute and when they sing that, start shaking each other's hands. Fred, that love around that. Grace of Christ, uh, 
And uh, just think, uh, today you're shaking the hands of the people of Argentina and the Dominican Republic. They will sing for you. Dame la mano, querido hermano, dame la mano y tu hermano serás. Dame la mano, querido hermano, dame la mano y mi hermano serás. Muy bien. <coughs> We can sit down now and... Uh, They really wanted to serve you the Lord's Supper today. So we're going to have these two pastors come up here with me. And uh, we're going to serve the Lord's Supper. Uh, I get the form here, at least uh, part of the form. I'm uh, looking at... Uh, Page 981, I'll just read that part of the form. Uh, the elders will be helping with, uh, with it, and they can, they can come up now. Uh, if they're going to participate with us in the Lord's Supper. We'll have two posts, one over there and one over there on that side. And uh, the two pastors, los dos pastores, pueden venir adelante también. The two pastors will hold the bread, van a tener el pan, y los uh, ancianos de aquí, ellos van a dar el vino, y se van a hacer dos líneas, they're going to do two lines coming around and going back to your seat, like you do on Mardi Thursday, you kind of, they said they had you all trained how to do that, so. <laughs> Beloved, hear these gracious words of promise spoken by our Lord. Come to me, you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry, and he who believes in me will never thirst. Whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. Blessed are those who are hungry and thirsty for righteousness, for they will be filled. Beloved in the Lord Jesus Christ, let us lift up our hearts to the Lord. Let us lift them up to God, the God of our salvation. Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, took bread and uh, broke it, and he said, this is my body, which was broken for you. Believe in me, your sins will be forgiven, and you will be my child. After that, he took the cup, he poured it out wine. He said, this is my blood which was shed for you. 
take and drink, everyone, so that the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ may be in your hearts and lives forever. Charlene's going to play some songs. Now, we don't have them up on the screen, but if you want to start singing where you're at, you can sing. These are mission songs, and uh, and we'll start passing the people around. Let me take the bread. Quédense por allá. You have the. There you go. He's first, and then you second. Usually I take the bread, and you can go over here. Because uh, they, they are right there. Okay. <clears throat> we start in the back and come on around like this. They want to be able to serve you as you've served them through mission work and prayer and praise. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul, all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. He forgives all my sins, heals all my diseases. He redeems my life from the pit and crowns me with love and compassion. You are worthy, O Lord, and our God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they are created and have their being. And worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. My mouth shall speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and forever. A moment of prayer. Almighty God, we give to you our humble and hearty thanks that you in your great mercy have given us your Son to be our Savior from sin and to be our constant source of faith, hope, and love. We bless you for permitting us to show forth his death and to receive the communion of his body and blood through the holy sacrament. We praise you for uniting us as um, people missionary, as an outreach congregation, so that we could reach more of the body of Christ, showing us that we are heirs of your holy kingdom, your heavenly kingdom. Grant us, we ask you, that our communication of his death may help daily to increase our faith, to establish our hope, to strengthen our love, to reach out to those around us. Enable us to henceforth, forevermore, to live for him who gave himself for us, even our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The pastors uh, from the Dominican and Haiti uh, will, or from Argentina and Haiti will now give us the final blessing in uh, their languages. 
Ustedes pueden subir y dar la bendición a la congregación en sus propios idiomas. Vamos a parar todos. Let's stand up, everyone. Bien fuerte. Bien fuerte. Que la gracia del Señor Jesucristo, el amor de Dios Padre y la constante presencia del Espíritu Santo sea con todos ustedes y con todo el pueblo de Dios. Amén. Que la paz y la gracia de nuestro Señor Jesucristo sea demorada en el corazón de cada uno de los presentes y a The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.